I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 644, Estella. <laughs> so close. So close. The DeVille wears Prada. Yes, that's that's, that's what That's what it actually is. Right, so, I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. I've so, never seen that movie, and that's it. Uh, I know first off, it. The Devil Wears Prada is a great movie. I've heard it's really good. You should good. absolutely I, yeah. watch it. But, like, it's a I blast. know so much of it and seen yeah. the clips, and it's on my Seen It trivia game. I mean, you know, I've just, I've totally. know the whole yeah. the relation, the dynamic between Anne Hathaway and, and yeah. Meryl Streep. So, like, I feel like I've seen it, and even in my review, I mentioned it. Yeah. Having not seen it, but I'm like, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. it's totally, the, you know, so... Uh, and one of the writers uh, that Eileen or Aileen, I'm not sure how you say it, Brosh McKenna, who also is the uh, co-creator and showrunner of one of my favorite Crazy shows of all time. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yep. I knew when I when yeah. I saw that, I thought of you, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is yeah. sad. So, um, well, let's uh, let's go around the table and we can introduce ourselves. This is Kevin. This is Tom, and Joe is out this week because I'm going on vacation, so we're recording on a on a. On a non-regular day for us, but it's fear sad not. He couldn't make it. I haven't seen him anytime recently. Yeah, and then um, he shows up because he loves something <laughs> here while we're recording. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to add insult to injury. Yeah, he couldn't make it to record, but he showed up during the recording. But we have a guest. Fear not. Uh, Colby Mack from Colby told me is joining us. Hello, Colby. Yo, yo, yo! What up? It's your boy Colby Mack, and I'm finally back on the Real Spoilers <laughs> podcast. Oh, so so nice yeah. to talk to Colby. It's been a little bit, and. Uh, but, you know, you never miss a beat when you're talking to Colby. He's no. just one of those guys. Everyone on the Internet loves him. He's a great guy. So uh, 
Real quick, shameless plugs, and then we'll dig in. Uh, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. No League of Show Sharers, because this was recorded seconds after we posted uh, the most recent episode, so you'll just have to wait. Be patient. And uh, But you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash realspoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash realspoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content, and you help us out, and we like you extra, so... Uh, there's all that. And so now, are you going to do the synopsizing, Kevin? Uh, no. Oh, well, how are we going to do this? <laughs> oh, you're just automatically out of the running. I don't. So these things don't stick in my head that way. Well, normally I would, and I don't mind trying. Colby might have a better, uh, handle on, you know, the plot beat by beat. Um, I saw this movie over two weeks ago, so okay. it's just not like, totally, top of yeah, mind. I saw it last night, but I just, I don't, <laughs> you're like, I'm not doing it. You know, <laughs> Real quick, yeah. backing up, talking about how uh, the 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 lady who wrote or, or you know was one of the writers on on uh, the Devil Wears Prada. She has a story by credit on this, and I really honestly wonder if she actually worked on this movie, or, or if it was so close. Or if the storyline was so similar, they were like, "Just give her a story by credit <laughs> wow. so we don't get sued." I wonder. I mean, seriously, that's a good question, and I wish I looked that up because I didn't think about that. Because the 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 what's the 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 lady's name? That's Anne Hathaway. Uh, ba- the Baroness lady. Oh, Emma Thompson. Yeah. Oh, Emma Thompson. Uh, her character even has a not Stanley Tucci as an assistant. Right, oh, yeah. another bald Mark Strong, another yeah, bald yeah, guy Strong, that yeah. that you think is a dick that turns <laughs> out to be the nice guy that's going to help her out, right? Like it's so Disney cut him off before any. I don't, I don't know. Maybe like, cut them off and was just like, but we're kind of well, they're they're kind of money balling it like they do. You know yeah. what I mean? And, so, but here's the flip side that makes me think that she did work on it. Okay, where I feel like there's an underlying theme of mental health in this movie. Okay. That is there if you, if you want to drill down on it, and mm-hmm. and mental health was a very large component of Crazy Ex Girlfriend, right. uh, and was just a a masterful handling of it. That it the show was still fun and funny, and could kind of like made fun of that of of mental health issues without coming at the expense of mental health like, like could, in a relatable way yeah like, like oh, we can like, laugh about like, this because it's so relatable like here are the like, here are some of the foibles of yeah. having a, an, a, a you know an issue like this without actually like making that person the butt of the joke well i mean talk about that i mean to go off on a quick tangent inside bo burnham's new special on netflix did you watch it i have not colby i've missed it so when you say special when i hear that word i think of like a comedy special this is a special and not a movie? Some comedy specials are filmed kind of like movies. I mean, they've been doing that forever where they film little bits or they film the person in their regular life before the special and they get to the special. You know how they do. Okay, um, but yeah. so Bo Burnham fil- wrote, filmed, did all the lighting, created it. I mean, it's like an experimental film, but he did okay. it all during quarantine. That's why it's called Inside. The entire film takes place in one room. And he does songs like Bo Burnham is known for doing mm-hmm. songs as a comedian, but he does it over the course of a year. And as he's working on it, he's like, I was going to try to wrap this up. And then he's like, but if I don't have this, like this is helping me in my mental health and being trapped inside during the pandemic and everything. He's like, I'm just going to keep doing it. And I don't know when it's going to end. And it's amazing to see how he progresses. It is such a moving film because you can see his mental health as mm. he goes on, uh, you know, and I mean, he seems to be doing fine. I'm not saying like it led up to some crazy incident, but you can see his mental health, like all of ours. Maybe the de- point is that it didn't. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that if it hadn't been for how he handled it, oh, it would have led yeah, to I mean, to he talks a, about suicide incident, you know? multiple times in this movie. Yeah. Oh, and damn. it just, I mean, it is a really, really, I think, important watch because it's very modern. It's funny because he's funny, but the songs he sings about, while hilarious, also point out things about society and, you know, his typical comedy uh, commentaries. Um, but a lot of it's mental health and it's something we can all relate to being trapped inside. He just has this crazy creative outlet. I mean, that in the best way, like he's doing all these lights, he puts on a show, he shines stuff on a disco ball and he has all these colors. Like yeah. he did the cinematography, the lighting. I mean, it was his project and it was his way to deal with not being able to tour, not being able to see people and just to watch him in these different stages and where his mind's at and, and what he came up with. It's phenomenal. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. Just dropped about a week ago. Bo Burnham. It's called Inside. I'm sure it's going to be in the top, whatever. But um, yeah, that's another way. Awesome. That, like, it's interesting when people get an outlet like that yeah. and can talk about mental health, but it's not just some educational thing. It's but stuff we can relate to and we can laugh about it. And yeah. It can be fun, but also like, wow, like this is giving me the feels too. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I want to like, we should, I think before we get into the movie, and this is obviously going to lead into it, but I think we should cut off there's so many people out there that are just anti-Disney, anti-live-action remakes, anti-prequels or, like, origin stories, all that. Like, you know, I mean, there's a certain person that when they see the poster for this, they sure. go, that's an F-minus, one-star, terrible movie. Hey, man. Ne- this guy. Okay. I, like, I, I had zero desire to see okay, this movie. Okay. Zero. But, I, but you at least give it a chance. Sure. You, and, don't, and I, you, don't, you don't come in with a particular bias where I feel like you'd be, like, completely – this movie's going to be devoid of you ever giving it a chance to right. win. Yes. I try not to. I, yeah. Zero interest is different than I'm talking about, you know, the internet. Yeah. Quote, but like, the internet. I, I – in fairness to douchebags on the internet. Okay. Uh, Please. They, they need more recognition. Go ahead. This movie on paper sounds like a parody of movies like this. Sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Anything that ends up being good before you see it could, I mean, on but paper I, be. I just know. mean that like the idea of like, oh, we're going to retcon another villain. It, right. it almost plays like the like the, the Paul Giamatti is Winnie the Pooh thing. Yeah. Like it almost, it almost Wait, plays. <laughs> It was like a like yeah, it was like a joke thing that was okay. I think something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh and so like it almost sounds that ridiculous because yeah. it's like it's not like it's not like hundred one Dalmatians is top tier Disney right uh, like in full disclosure never seen it no I've never seen what? the cartoon the animated ne- original or the live action with, uh, what's what's my guy's name with um, how Blake. are you a Disney guy and have not seen one of the cla- I mean that's just such a classic I, I mean I, is it a classic yeah. like I always look yeah. at it as kind of yeah. like lesser than yeah. like it's not like Oliver and Company is lesser than which for sure Dalmatians is because I mean of, of the classic by I mean like one of the older original but like top tier of the old uh, yeah. You know, it's I, obviously. Poop. I mean, it's not a Peter Pan or a Snow White or a Dumbo. I think it's up a, there in those. Really? I think it's, a, I think it's yeah. around that. Yeah. I think is people it? Put okay. Hundred Wall Dalmatians. One Dalmatians is in that category. I always just thought it was yeah. kind of like that fallow period. So, like, I just never saw you it. You should check it out. Me. I mean, especially the well, now. I, now I might, but yeah. uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, that's what Jeff Bridges, Glenn Close. Oh, the, yeah. Well, so the live action movie. The I, live action is definitely different. I saw when I was in Florida on vacation. And, uh, you know, after Disney in the parks, you know, long days out in the heat or whatever, of course, we went to go see a movie at night and yeah. I fell asleep during it. So, I, get that. so <laughs> I just rewatched it before Cruella so I could finish the movie finally. Yeah. And you know what? It has its merits. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's perfect or even like an excellent movie, 
But, you know, for what it is, they actually do a pretty yeah. good job. So, so it plays better watching it during the time that it was released. You okay. know, like it's, I could see, yeah. there's there's subjectivities to it that is like, you know, emblematic of that particular time. You know? But they do a lot of smart stuff, which they yeah. introduced the fashion designer aspect, because yes. when you watch the cartoon, if you watch the cartoon, Cruella is just a crazy lady who loves fur. Yes. Okay. I mean, there's no fashion designer there's no aspect fashion to angle. it. No. Okay. So, but that came in the night. The what is it? Late '90s, early like, 2000s, like, like 95. 96. Okay, yeah, yeah. Early, okay, mid late '90s uh, version. They introduced that aspect, and so what I really liked is all the homage to the cartoon and the live action because mm-hmm. people growing up taking their kids now are the ones that grew up like we did with these movies, and yeah. I like that they didn't just like scratch like scratch that you know get rid of both of them or just use one or the other or whatever. Like they pay really nice homage to both and incorporate different aspects, and I thought the fashion designer showdown was one of the best aspects of the movie. I mean, yeah. I know it's kind of the whole thing, but what I mean is that that's kind of an original concept. None of the other movies tackle the fashion world except for, you know, they introduce it in the live they action. They give her a reason to want to cope yes. beyond just being Yes, a exactly. So I liked that when I yeah. watched the Glenn Close and, version. In 101 Dalmatians, it was the live action yeah. was 96 and then 2000 for the sequel, but it was a hit. It made $320 yeah. million worldwide. It is so. a really solid, for yeah. a 90s movie, look at it mm-hmm. in the time it was made. It was yeah. written, I mean, the screenplay is written John by Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. Like, that's not Which I didn't nothing. know as a kid, and I'm like, yeah. that's why that it makes sense, right? Okay, so what I was going to say real quick is cutting all that off of the like people are just there are a lot of people out there that will never give this a chance and on paper i get it but they just go this is terrible and they just want to make fun of it for the lols for the memes whatever but this movie is not just trying to make you feel sympathy for an evil villain because what this movie is so successful in doing and what i think these creatives behind it are so talented in doing is they we know who Cruella Devilla is, even without seeing the movie. You know right. she's a bad, bad person. Yes. She wants to kill 101 puppies and make a coat. Why would you ever want to see a movie that follows her when she's that evil right. of a villain, right? They have made Emma Stone's Cruella a really interesting character, and this is all before she would get to, if they even do, my guess is they will never go that route with the new they'll, if, with they'll the sequel. They'll figure out an end run around they'll it. They'll never make Emma Stone do that or yeah. want to do that. So, well, I, I think on, that there's on. room for it. Okay, hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah. my point is, though, people are dismissing it, but this is not trying to make you feel sympathetic for a puppy-killing coat wearer this Mm -hmm. first of all that hasn't and i'm guessing will never happen this is a study of a person named estella right and how she could possibly deal with mental illness and become someone that might do bad or questionable things so you know i mean like maleficent took place simultaneously with sleeping beauty and so they tried to flip the script and tell you her perspective they tried to wicked it yes and this is not simultaneous no. this is before this is, so and and here's here's the thing i in case you can't tell i love this movie i love this i movie. did not expect yeah. to even like colby, this movie colby yo he gave I, us a 10 I, out of 10 i love I this movie i'm telling and, you and here's a hot take yeah this is a better harley quinn movie than any harley quinn movie they've made mm. wow I, I i so i'll agree i'll agree only because one i think that Emma Stone is a better movie star than Margot Robbie, right? I mean, Margot I Robbie's good. Charisma, I, she's good. I, Tanya, I mean, acting-wise, she can do it. 
Oh yeah, this yeah. is a better script than what we got in Birds of Prey. This yep. is obviously a superior uh, script than what yeah. we got in uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, but yeah. what's amazing about this particular story, right? It's occupy, occupying this unique space where it's not a remake. Right. It's not a reboot. That's what I'm saying. And it, it's not simultaneous I, it's, with 101 exactly. Dalmatians. This it's is its almost, own story. It's almost yes. fan fiction. Yes. Except it was put out by Disney. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so when people go, how are you trying to redeem Cruella DeVille? She kills puppies. It's like, this woman doesn't. There's Never no once does she kill a puppy. Yep. I, I don't know what she does in the future yeah. and whatever, but she hasn't done it. And, and they even kind of address this in where she's making people think she's killing puppies. Right. But, but, she, it's, all, but it's done in such a smart and snarky way in the text right yeah. where it plays to our character it appeals to us who understand the the historical context from other pieces of media yeah. that we've digested mm-hmm. but not specific to this world like it doesn't decide to like completely throw it away right right but this is this film is essentially saying give us the license to do what we want we're setting up a brand new world yeah. everything you th- thought of glenn close Leave that there. Everything yeah. you thought of the '60s, 101 dominations, leave that there. We're gonna we're gonna pay some homage. We're gonna hit you in nostalgic feels mm-hmm. and later points of the movie. But this is of its own, and I think that's that's where some of the critics who have lamented on this film get caught up. They have put their own projections on it mm-hmm. because of like already uh, like uh, you know making those similarities to oh it's Joker. No, it's not. Like I can see some of the uh, I, like the similarities. I but can see why Joker. somebody'd want to go that way with it. And but and and I think if it wasn't a Disney movie, the the filmmakers might have gone that direction with it. But but the, but the difference too is see, I mean they're they're jokering it in a way that it's like, how did Joker become the Joker? Right. This is how did Cruella become mm-hmm. Cruella? But you have to kind of leave that at at that because right she yes. never becomes a murderer in this movie. Right. She never becomes a puppy killer. It'd be different if she did because Joker by the end of Joker kills yeah. people and becomes right. Joker. And at at some point during Joker, you have to jump off and you go i don't like this guy at first you go man he's down on his luck he seems I, like a nice guy i get why he landed where he did but i'm going but, to have to part ways with yes, you now one, good yeah. sir and exactly. it never this movie never celebrates the villainy that we see from the character in yes. other forms of we media don't. this and is yeah. interesting yeah. enough there's no really good people in this movie everyone in this film is doing dastardly things well and that's that's what we talk about all the time on this show colby is um how do you watch a gangster movie and root for the gangsters that are still mm-hmm. doing crime, yeah. killing people, drugs, blah, blah. But it's like they're, they're up in, against worse gangsters. They're up, exactly. Yes. And yeah. so when Cruella, when they pit her against the Baroness, well, the Baroness is way worse than anything right. Cruella does. Oh, and yeah. So you're only rooting for her to win against the Baroness. Now, when it comes time for Cruella to go up against Anita and Roger and the puppies, right. and however they formulate mm-hmm. that, and again, I do think it will change drastically, but when that, when that happens... You're not going to be rooting for Cruella. I mean, you know, there are going to be people like, oh, she's so great and what an icon and all this. But I mean, you're not supposed to want her to win when it's up against the good guys. So it's all relative. Right. And in this movie, Cruella is the hero. She's not doing she's a down on her luck, trying to make a life. She's very smart, but doesn't get a chance, doesn't have any money. She sees an opportunity. She's talented and looked down upon and treated like crap and sees someone that has done awful things. At no point in time in this movie, even though they're criminals and we don't like people stealing stuff, but someone that pickpockets and someone who murders and people, and, and you know, th- they're pickpockets who are like street urchins, like right. they like they don't yeah. have a home. They don't like like that's when you are introduced to these characters as children. It, that's their 
only means of survival. Yeah. It's not the yeah. same thing. Necessity uh, versus know, evil. It's not the right. same thing as when Tobey Maguire, Maguire's character in Cherry decides to start robbing banks, and you're like, F that dude. Oh, t- Tom Holland. Right? <laughs> Tom Holland, sorry. Different Spider-Man. Different Spider-Man. They're all less. Is that offensive? All the Spider-Mans look alike to me? I don't know. But, uh, but, um, uh, but it was... You know, like, but with the, these are kids. These are, I mean, yeah. they're basically yeah. they're well, they're, they're, they're straight out of a Dickens novel, they, they, right? 100%. Like, it's, you know, and so, it's great that we open up with this film coming from a child's perspective. Because for a lot of folks going in, didn't know who this movie was for. I don't even know why we get so caught up with like, who's this for? Blah 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 blah. I took right, my a good movie can be for anybody, right? Yeah. It really can. And you know, the fact that it opens up with we have not Cruella, like, because I always thought her name was Cruella. I was like, oh, her name is Estella. Good choice. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm kind of feeling this little young actress. It starts out on a high. You might want to right? rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it does start on a high. You know, this kind of pop punk, you know. Yeah. We get the voiceover and like, all right, yo, she's had black and white hair from birth, right? right, right. She's and born. it's her recanting her story. Yeah. And it's kind of cute. I'm, I'm now am learning, all right, this is the adolescent years of this villain that I know from the future. Right. And, and but it's it but the masterstroke of that is it gets you on her side, right? Yes. Like it's because you see the, the the you know the situation that is foisted upon her and she's doing her best to navigate it and you and you watch her make these choices and that she doesn't have many choices and so she makes the best of, of what's in front of her. And I also think one of the things I really liked about this movie is when she starts to make that villainous turn and really steer into like Estella's Mm -hmm. dead and I'm going to be Cruella like the henchmen and in movies like this, you're always like, why do they tolerate this person? Right. Yeah. I love the way they handled the friendship. And I I love that because, because she had built up a decade of goodwill. Right. And so family at this. So they're like, well, I mean, she's having a, a, a bad time and I don't agree with this decision but she's still our sister essentially right. and 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 at some point it becomes too much for them but but uh but it it made these henchmen where I haven't seen the original but just looking at how they're drawn oh, I know, know exactly who they you are know they're doofuses right they're incompetent yeah. nincompoops yeah and yeah. and like now I I get it and they even like kind of play their incompetence as a as a selling point or like they're pretending to be incompetent yeah. to it you know yes they're they're, they're sucker punching well you. so the so, old rope dope yeah so and so you know just to talk about how it starts off so uh estella uh and not deville we find that moment later uh the fan service moment later but so estella is born with the black and white hair uh, she goes to school people pick on her because of the way she looks but she's very rebellious stands up for herself you know punches the boy bully who right. picks on her like she's not taking any of it she gives zero f's yeah well she has lots of f's in school but she gives (laughs) for sure so she gets kicked out of school and uh you know her her mother is just like you gotta chill it you're brilliant and everything but you know you gotta go to school and you gotta you know we gotta make things work here and so uh once she gets kicked out of school which was you know her mother is like nope i'm pulling her out right well they even (laughs) identify they even even name check that other aspect of her personality like she's two people like there's a stella but when she kind of mother kind of like they're sitting down and i think they're like painting their nails she's like you 
you get this way, you really are more like Cruella. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So it's almost a little moniker for her where comfortably, I, I didn't know how far I was going to go in regards to like the mental health aspect. I was right. like, wait, are we really going to try to introduce this kind of like, you know, is this like, you know, a dissociative disorder or something like that? But like, that's no, what I didn't know either. Is it? Yeah. I'm like, are was, we going was, for like, it was riding the line a little like, bit, but <laughs> like, it, is it, is it a coping mechanism or does she really have split personalities? You know, I wasn't sure either. And I kind of land somewhere in the middle because yes. I do feel like the one takes over. But as a little girl, I feel like it was just a, a coping mechanism. Or right. Something. Yeah. Like, you know, well, it's great imaginary friends. But, and, so we'll get the spoiler out front, which yeah. is her, the Baroness ends up being her mother. And right. the, the Baroness is clearly a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And so and brilliant. As they and keep brilliant. Saying, and so like, yeah. I, I mean, I think you can read this in a way to say that she inherited the the brilliance and the narcissism and she and she's trying to navigate mm-hmm. that with n- no knowledge is that hereditary? of what, what's that is that hereditary i don't know those type of i don't, I, don't know. I, I mean i i don't know that they know for sure you know what i mean yeah, but those but but certain i mean I, i'm studying with science with my son we're reading about all the different right. traits that he passed down and stuff so i mean there are so many genetic traits that are you know it depends on if it's dominant or recessive or whatever right. but but i mean there are a lot of things that are handed down and i wouldn't be surprised if mental health yeah i mean were... i know that like borderline which is not the same as narcissism but it's adjacent and there's a lot of crossover in that venn diagram the, the verdict's still out like some people think that it is hereditary or at least that there's a hereditary component potentially well there's certain like yeah. things in dna where uh the the actual traits aren't passed down but if you have certain dna you're more likely right to and then if you put that person things. in a certain situation right then okay. it becomes right uh, so more predisposed guy. right yeah that's a, a good way to say it. diabetes is one that we did uh i was helping him with his presentation and uh you're not born with diabetes but they found that diabetics have a certain dna like two or three things in their dna that mm. they've studied that are all about the same gotcha so people with those are more likely when exposed to bad eating less exercise or whatever to trigger that so i would guess probably something like that without doing the research sure sure um but it starts off as more of a like imaginary friend you know creating Mm -hmm. something to make you not cry and to be tough and to be strong and so she has this cruel personality gets her kicked out of school uh and her mom takes her to move away you know they've got to leave town start a new life start fresh and when she stops at this big party and it is being thrown by the baroness as we find out you know my first thought was oh it's her sister like yes. it's her aunt. The Baroness is the right. aunt. The mom and the like. Yeah, my first the, guess was the mom took on the 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 adoptive mother. Yeah. took on the baby. Is yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's like she's going to a rich sister. We need help. Why else would you go ask some rich person if it's not a relative thing? Right. And I'm like, I was yeah. pretty darn close, but it's I would have never imagined. No, it. I I missed it. Like the, the mystery <laughs> aspects of this film. I fell for everything. I didn't yeah, see same. anything coming at all. Yeah, I, it was cool. It was cool. But I like the only reason I could even think of was I'm like, well, it's got to be a relative. Why would you ask? You don't mm-hmm. seem to be associated with these people. So she she goes to the big party. Uh, Cruella has found a dog and um, it gets loose during the party. So uh, the mom says stay in the car. But she goes and chases after the dog and sees all the party stuff going on. And uh, what a- eventually happens, the Baroness has these three uh, Dalmatian attack dogs that she's trained. And uh, what we see is that they're chasing Estella and she goes out, try to get back to the car or whatnot. And she hides in like this little ravine or ditch or whatever. And they jump over her and it looks like they just miss her, but then they still go after her. Uh, Estella's mom for some reason. And that's the big mystery of the thing is like, what happened? And it's so 
it, it seems a little ridiculous when oh. you don't understand what happened. It almost sure. lost me. But, but, but that's like, what but that's huh? what everyone online is making fun of, but those same people will never watch the movie and give it a oh, chance. So I missed the whole Twitter thing where folks were taking this particular scene completely yeah. out of context. And well, they just I haven't watched the movie. Yeah, they all. just posted it and go, "How ridiculous is this that that Cruella's origin story is her mom is killed by Dalmatians now she wants to kill Dalmatians." Well, first of all, in this movie, she doesn't actually want to kill Dalmatians, so yeah. that's not the point of it. And mm-hmm. second of all, the reason that we find out at the end and we find out the Baroness is the woman that the mom was talking to for money, uh, she has a whistle, and when she blows the whistle, it means kill whoever you know attack. It's actually triggering them, and she blew it on purpose because the mom, the Cruella. Bella's mother that she knows um, took her on when uh, the Baroness wanted to get rid of her. To right, she, she essentially gave, a post abortion. Yeah, mur- not abortion, but not they, not they also kind of dance around it, <laughs> but not but also not give up for adoption. She goes yeah. to Mark Strong and, and says, and "Take says, care of it." Like, yeah. So that <laughs> is who the Baroness is. So. The Baroness, it's not like the mom was just killed by Dalmatian. She was murdered by but the Baroness. I will also yeah. say that's the sort of thing a narcissist would do, right? Yeah. The narcissist would say, take care of this kid, knowing that it means go kill them. And, and, no then, and then if there's ever any blowback, they're going to say, I didn't mean kill them. Why would you do that? Which like, I'm, that's the game yeah. that they play. Which I'm glad so, Tom, nothing happened to Mark Strong. You he watched was cool. this only once. Did you hear the whistle in the first time? I did not. I did not either. Yeah. So once again, that little reveal, I was like, when I watched it again, I was like, man, I heard the whistle. But yeah. like, oh, oh my gosh. See, but you, there was so much action and going on. And it's a really yes. high pitch yeah. whistle. So like, it's, you know, like it's, it's not something that's going to jump out at yeah. you because it's a dog whistle. And it's right? a different perspective, right? So Cruella yeah. is like panting. She's out of breath. She's trying to she's trying to hide from the dogs. The, there's lightning and thunder out. The yeah. dogs are going, rawr, rawr, you know, gnarling and everything. And I so, thought there were. I thought there were dogs attacking me in this room. That was such a <laughs> vivid right? impersonation. Yeah, I am, I yeah. am uh, trying to be a Foley artist, so I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that I can uh, raise enough money for my to live my dream. But uh, so you you don't realize that, and that's what I love about movies when they pay off, or you can watch it again and pick out those. And they things. didn't cheat, yes. right? right? Like they no. didn't cheat. Like that's yeah. that's the other thing. And and I will say on the first run through, especially at the beginning, I was just like. Whatever, you oh. know, and, and, and it was just like, okay, Dalmatians killed her mom, so she hates I, Dalmatians. That's yeah. a lazy plot. Yeah, device, they hadn't won me over at this whatever. point yet, but, yeah. And, but then, yeah, as, as as it goes on, like, even though I, I do think, you know, 134 minutes might be a bit much, um, I, I also think that, like, there's a lot of plot in this thing. It did not feel like Army of the Dead. So yeah. this is a movie with Touché a very similar runtime, yeah. right? Yeah. So two hour twenty Army of the Dead, two thirty four. You say for this movie, so one thir- one hundred thirty four minutes. Oh, I'm so. sorry, uh, about, about, about two, two, two. It's like two hundred seventeen okay. minutes, uh, two hours yeah. and seventeen minutes. Yeah. So similar runtime, but whereas Zack Snyder put about thirty to forty five minutes of stuff that was that did not move the story along. Right. This was a very big story. They also, told- this movie was in focus. Touche. Every movie <laughs> yeah, I watch now right. is like, well, let's get the bonus points. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'll, I'll ask you a technical question then. Yeah. What did you think of the CG on the dogs? I thought it was very good as someone who's sense, hypersensitive to CG and there not were, a big fan of it. There were a couple scenes with the Dalmatians where this I thought the CGI was a little wonky. It, it is. Yeah. The, the, so most Definitely of the, at the beginning. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time when the little uh, like Patch and the other dog the fall dog. around. Oh, wink. Um, wink. Wink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they. Uh, I hate those kind of dogs and they were great. <laughs> 
<laughs> that dog was so cute. When they dress it up as a rat. Because yeah. whenever we see a dog like that, that was my, awesome. my wife and I are always like, oh, rat dogs. Right? And when they actually dressed it up as a rat, we're like, okay, you yeah. kind of got me. And it's cute, <laughs> and they're smart, and I really liked it. But a lot of times, those dogs were CG, and not in a this is dangerous kind of way, but more in a we need 50 takes of this. We're not having a dog sit there right. and do it. And mm-hmm. it looked really good. Like I could tell, but I'm like, that's some good CG. Yeah. Now, when they move, it's always the problem. Like When the Dalmatians are running through yeah. the house, I was like, uh, what are we doing here? You know, so there was one scene where the dogs were, were all three of them were on the couch, and it just looked. I I yeah. thought I was watching the live action Marmaduke. It was pretty rough. <laughs> so that oh rough, you say? Oh yeah, that was, that was an accent. Yeah. So this is where I go back to the '96 version, and they used real animals for almost everything. There's a scene where like puppies are going down a slide, trying to escape whatever. 96 animation looked awful probably was okay at the time but to their credit they it's one of those movies where like a dr doolittle yeah old dr doolittle movies where they would use real trained animals yeah and it's like the whole time and they're not talking it's just the you know live action animals where you can infer what they're thinking and doing and it's really cute um you know so i miss that but i also realize in this day and age if you use live animals, you're going to get protests. You're going to get, you know, animal rights because, you know, this is cruel and long hours and they could get hurt yeah. and all that. And there's also just shots that are hard to get. So I, I've kind of accepted, even though I'm not a huge fan of it, yeah. that, you know, it's been 20 years now. We're going to get CG stuff like this. Uh, and it's good for the most part. And, you know, if you can make the lions and Lion King look like that, you can you can make some dogs. I'll tell you what, man, that Lion King stuff is incredible. And I think yeah. that that technology has definitely helped them get better. And uh, hopefully we'll see more of that level. Because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing I can say about the Lion King is terrible, that's probably my least favorite live action remake. But if there's one thing I can say, it's, man, those animals. I mean, that's Wait, that you like that less than Aladdin? I, I, Aladdin's grown on me. I, I, it's not great. I still don't think it's a but great it's movie. It's so much fun. But it, but I'll tell you what. I told you. I even said in the time of the review when Prince Ali happens on that movie mm-hmm. starts and it's fun. Yes. I just thought the lead up to it was like, good God, what is this? But Prince Ali forward, man, we're we're on for a fun ride. So, um, yeah, and that Lion King was just drab. It lost the fun and emotions. And ew. anyway, um, so okay, so she meets up with Horace and Jasper. In both of the other versions, the main versions, and there's cartoons, it's all the same. They're nincompoops, right? right? She's just their henchmen. They're cronies. They're dumb. So in this movie, they're really, really good grifters. Like, they right. are, I mean, these guys are good. Um, and so the adult, the adults, um, uh, Horace is uh, Paul Walter Hauser, and uh, Jasper is... Um, Joel, uh, jo- Joel Fry. Joel Fry. Yeah. And they are both phenomenal. I mean, I've liked Paul Walter Hauser for a long time, and I thought Joel Fry, I'm not familiar this is the him. best I've seen him in anything. Well, I'm not familiar with him, and he's... Game of Thrones. He's the uh, the slaver. He's the slaver assistant to Khaleesi when she uh, after she goes to Slaver's Bay and frees all of the. Um, he's not Grey frees... Worm. He's not her captain. No, no, he's the he's like the guy, like the gold, the gold drape. He's he's like the intermediary for the old slavers. Okay, you okay, know? okay. Well, he was supposed to marry her, and it didn't work out. Colby, if I don't remember something from Game of Thrones, let's be very clear. <laughs> I have gone to the real Men in Black. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this here, and had them erase my memory of all things Game of Thrones. So I at least have an excuse there. But Joel Fry is so charming and so charismatic. Yes. So this is really the first time I noticed him, and I just I thought he was great. I'm like, put Joel Fry in He's everything. Awesome. He, bro, I want phenomenal. the spinoff film of of Horace and and, and Jasper. Oh, they could <laughs> totally pull off a, a film of their heists and things. And, yeah. Um. But anyway, so they 
they are really good at what they do. And I think it's really cool that they didn't just go, oh, put some numbskulls in. Because in the live action, even, it was um, right. Hugh Laurie, you know, doing his more yep. comedy stuff that gotcha. he was known for before House and all that. And another guy, I don't even know. But they're just idiots, right? And in this one, they're pulling off heists. They play dumb for certain things. But they really are good at what they do. And I like that it wasn't like just, you know, oh, Cruella has these two guys that she runs all over and all this. Like, they were close family, like we said. They grew up they're together. Partners. They were partners. And only when Cruella gets into that character does she start acting differently. And they notice it and they address it, which yeah. is, is nice that it's not just like, oh, well, how do you explain how she goes from being family to evil? And they're just like, oh, yes, ma'am, and being goofuses. It's like, no, they notice it. Um, you know, Jasper's like, okay, like, you need to, like, calm down. Like, we're, you know, think who you're talking to here. Right. Like, I like how they address it, and they only go on with it over time, like Tom said, because it's like, well, they're family, and they've always been there for each other. And, you know, we see that progression of their character as opposed to just a... you know, henchmen in these movies are always just so disposable. Like, totally. Why? Yeah. Or why do they the, like this? Or person? they're just the comic relief. Yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah. why? Right? You ask yourself, right? Why, why would you be with such a mean, horrible person? And what do you get out of this? But when it's kind of like a, an abusive relationship or something, you know, like, well, and like I said, they got a lot of goodwill built up. Like, right. this is she hasn't always been this way. He yeah. loves so, her too, and yeah. and I love the fact that we did not tread in that territory of like a will they weren't they a will totally. they weren't. even though it comes but close in one particular scene. It is there, but I always read it the entire time as a brother and sister relationship. Yeah. He's the one. Their grifting is pretty successful, and he recognizes that this is not her dream, and he's the one that says, yo, I've saved up money from our, from our, our you know, that little montage we get of, like, how inventive the costumes and everything are that they're yeah. playing is so much fun, and he's the one that wants to get her into this space to be able yeah. to get a job, you know, walking along her dream. And, well, he's know? the one that keeps saying when the other one's like, what's the angle? Like, what's oh, the angle? We're, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to steal something from this department store no we're not no. like she's gonna get a job and i got faith that even though she's scrubbing floors she's gonna work her way up and yeah. so no there is the angle is she's gonna work hard and succeed yeah and you know which was which was nice as well and they I, yeah they, it was a and, really nice relationship. and they never they never did like like i think a lesser movie it would have been like they finally cave and, and against their better judgment decide to steal something from the store and then that's mm-hmm. the, the, the causes causes of falling out. Like that's the the lazy yes. way to go. And and they did not do they that. They never go down the road they of never go they're the broken way. up, they're not friends, and they have to come back together for in the end or whatever. No, they they, they go past a lot of tropes and those conventions we see all yeah. the time. And it's just a really nice relationship until Cruella becomes Cruella. And really what unlocks that is uh, like Tom said, she gets a job at the department store. Uh, she's sick of her job. She's like a janitor, basically. And she ends up, you know, because she creates all these costumes for them and fashion is her passion, she doesn't, like, overnight gets drunk and just totally rearranges She pulls a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then, you know, she wakes up and she creates this awesome, trendy fashion thing. Like, it looks crazy to the untrained eye, but in the fashion world, right. this type of stuff is like, whoa, you know, and the Baroness walks in. She's a famous designer that shops at this upscale store. And she's like, you know, does she 
she work here? And, you know, the snobby guy is like, oh, not, not anymore. She's just fired. <laughs> She's like, you're an idiot. She's the most talented person here. And so Baroness gives her a job. She starts working for her. And the Baroness is the uh, Meryl Streep character. Mm-hmm. Again, not having yep. seen the movie, that's what she is. Totally. And uh, she's the Anne Hathaway, meaning uh, Emma Stone's uh, Estella. And she works for her. Uh, Estella has all the best ideas. They start to get really close. And she becomes basically her, like, assistant, like her, yeah, she, you know, mm-hmm. person that... She's the, she's the standout out of all the people that are working inside the house, right? Yeah. Uh, those, yeah. those house designers. Right. And if anything, I, I, I kind of challenged it. it. She wouldn't be the Anne Hathaway. She would be the Emily Blunt character. The oh, person okay. who has this has always been her dream. And granted, you haven't seen the movie. Right. But like she's so fashion forward. Um, The way that she mm-hmm. thinks she's years ahead. Her own personal wardrobe that she wears every day to just the design house is like le- just completely different. Everybody is kind of stuck in like this transition between mm-hmm. the late 60s and early 70s. And she's like in the mid 70s, early 80s. Yeah, she's like kind of a- she's embracing punk culture in 1974. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and this is also like we would be remiss to not mention it or even go oh, through it. The, the soundtrack for the this soundtrack movie, the costumes crazy are good. a yes. whole other level. Nicholas Bertel but... is out of this world. He he, I've heard this said before in other podcasts, and I will champion it. He will be the next greatest, you know, um, composer of all times. He yeah. will be John Williams. Well, th- this this movie is phenomenal. Not only the score, but the amount of music. You wonder. So this movie has about the budget of Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, two hundred million. Remember those movies yeah. combined were five hundred million. Okay, yeah. So Cruella has about the budget and of I think half movie. of that's music and licensing music. Yeah, I mean, Dude. there's two Rolling Stone songs in this movie. There's a Zeppelin Disney said, "Here's my credit card." Yeah, there's a Zeppelin song. It's a cover, but you still yeah. got to pay it. There's I know a, some of them are just there's mechanical a, rights, right? You know, like, yeah, totally. There's a Beatles, <laughs> but that but that still ain't cheap. But the Beatles were there's, me- were mechanical too, right? Right. The co- Beatles yeah. was a cover as yeah. well, but like, but but, but totally, I get it. But like, there are some. <laughs> stupid expensive yes. songs in this movie they i would also not. love to yeah. know the opening uh song is uh bloody right bloody well right by super tramp and uh and like that's that's a like that's like the f word in england oh because oh, bloody blood bloody is yeah and so i i'm curious they to know say that in so many movies though that like i feel like are even kids movies where that would you would never even try. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought Potter that. And, 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 yeah, look, Ron Weasley. Bloody right, hell! They right? say that all the time and, in kids' because yeah. that just seems like the the. Yeah, I don't know. Thing. I thought yeah. that was like like something like you couldn't say on TV over there. So I don't know. I was just curious, like how they would handle that. No, that's but interesting. Maybe but, I'm but, wrong. But, but this soundtrack is phenomenal. Yes, and so if you wonder great. why the budget, I mean, sure, Emma Stone probably got twenty, twenty-five million or something crazy. But and, and Emma Thompson got a, a big portion, I'm sure as well. But but seriously, half of it's got to be music licensing. Yeah, and they are. Great. Great, and I I don't mean to keep harkening back to like Army of the Dead and Zack Snyder stuff because before this and <laughs> just we saw them so close together. I know, yeah. I know, but we just were talking about how every needle drop in Army of the Dead is like just bad. Right. And this movie, every time a needle drop comes on, you're just like, holy crap! Wall to wall, amazing. Yeah. You're needle like drops. running to Spotify to be like, oh yeah. I'd like to add that. Yeah, I have my yeah. sound hound going the entire time. It's like yeah. it's stuff that I know, but I don't know by name. Oh I'm my like, gosh. I'm gonna but, but we back hear to this. it. And the and use of I like I want to be your dog. Like yeah. that like normally like if like when Zack Snyder like zombie. all of his songs are too on the nose, yeah. where their songs are almost never on the nose, but when they but when they are, like that's perfect. Especially because yeah. one, it's not a song you hear in movies a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect song from that era to show the direction that pop culture was trending yeah. and how mm-hmm. she was moving ahead of it. Like so I mean, so it even though it's cutesy because it says dog in the title, like it's still like it it 
it checks a lot of other boxes too. But you it's also, just such a smart movie. But but yes, the the editing. Okay, it's a great looking movie. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is yes. great. The editing and the pacing for being a long movie is great. And so and then when you have great needle drops end to end. And so when you get to something like that, the movie's been so good and it, yeah. and it handles it so well mm-hmm. that you're it's not earned. cut off. It's earned and it doesn't throw you off guard because time after time well that song wasn't in it but every single time a, a needle drop would happen i'm just like holy crap that's a hit first of all mm-hmm. like this isn't just a random song that's a hit and that's not cheap and yeah. i'm like it worked with the scenes right it just felt nothing yeah. was out of place about it so that was great and then yes the costumes colby and uh i was so d- saddened to read the article about the costume designers uh did you hear about the like the designers oh. union uh-uh. thing that was going on so, I mean, I don't, it's not finished and hopefully it will be addressed, but basically, okay. you know, the fashion is this movie, right? They, yeah. they wrap it around two fashion designers going head to head and Cruella, of course, spoilers comes out ahead of it. And, uh, um, you know, they want to license some of these, uh, outfits for like kids costumes and dolls mm-hmm. and things. And these, this, this is an Oscar winning, uh, designer. A uh, two-time Oscar-winning designer. Let me look up the name because I don't want to not mention her name, but I was reading this article yesterday. Costume designed by Jenny Beaven and Tom Davies. So I believe it's Jenny. Oh, he just did eyewear. So Jenny Beaven, she is a two-time Oscar winner uh, with another 19 wins and 55 nominations. She won an Oscar for Mad Max. Her other win was for A Room with a View in 1985. But she's been Oscar-nominated throughout her career and um you know at least 10 times she's brilliant uh with costumes and so anyway these designs these crazy designs that you've seen if you haven't seen the movie and you've seen the previews obviously they're all over because the movie's full of them i mean she designed these right and so Mm -hmm. when disney releases a line of dolls or kids costumes or whatever she's like that's news to me right and that's her like I mean, I know she's hired by Disney, but also she's a pro and it's her intellectual, you know, whatever. And so, well, it's also interesting that like, that's literally a plot point in this movie, right? Right. We're stealing. She's like, well, you, she's like, I drew this at my lunch sitting in an alley. You work for me. It's out of your head. I own it. And like, and that's supposed to be a kind of a sign that she's a villain. And then Disney's doing the literally same thing. To to it's, the person that designed, I like, know. Oh, so I hope there is all a good so, look. So she won the Oscar for Mad Max Fury Road, and she's working on the next uh, Furiosa, the next Mad Max movie right now. So she's a brilliant designer. Um, she's done all sorts of movies from King's Speech, Gosford Park. So she's done like that kind of period, and, right? And, like you know, fancy dress, and also like th- this this movie has to have like. Ten times the costumes. Oh my god! Of a regular right, movie because it is oh, yeah. a movie about costumes, right? Like, and because yeah. there's so, and it's not like I would think this is a very difficult mo- movie to create costumes for because, like, if you're doing Gosford Park, not to take away from this woman's talent, but you're like, okay, I need tuxedos. to, re- I need to recreate the look of this era. Yeah, she's creating the look of this film. Like, mm-hmm. she's as much responsible for the look of this film as the director or the right. or the cinematographer. The, yeah. So it's like if if those if those dresses didn't look believably high fashion. 
this you wouldn't move, buy the movie. This movie would would be ridiculous, right? So so credit It'd be to like her. an Olsen twins movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> credit to her. So I I really hope they get that all resolved because I mean yeah they are her creations and even though she's hired it's still I mean if you create something on that level and you're hiring an Oscar winning expert like that I would hope that you cut them in on some of the whatever. But anyway, I can imagine it's got to be an, an interesting gray area, you know? Right. I, like, yeah. I, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time. I know, like one, my daughter, she was just because she wants to be a she wants to be a fashion designer, makeup artist, singer, yeah. right? Like that's what she wants to be. And she every piece, I mean, and I love that we get this transition because yo, Estella was Estella. She did not switch to Cruella until she had a justifiable reason mm-hmm. yeah. to do that, and it worked out well. And when she becomes Cruella, that's when her mind kind of goes crazy. She teams up with the arty guy from that 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 secondhand store yeah. and stuff like that, and she just goes wild with her imagination and all of her fashion stunts. That's where the fashion gets upticked even more. Right, right. Yeah. So, so she's working closely with the Baroness, uh, and then she realizes the Baroness is wearing the necklace that her mother gave her, and she lost during the whole craziness with the dogs and her mother dying and everything um and so she realized you know where'd you get that and then she's like oh i used to have someone that worked for me and they stole it talking about her adoptive mother as we come to find out uh you know and and estella's just like of course no bs like there's no i love that line no she didn't wait i'm sorry i have trouble with enunciate no she no, she no, didn't. She didn't. <laughs> that was good. And that's like, yeah, Emma Stone. I mean, yeah. Emma Stone is so good at, at delivering lines in a way, you know, whether it's La La Land, which I love. I know, Colby, you're a big fan of La La Land. Big fan you? of La La yeah. Land. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there, she is an actor that, uh, crazy, stupid love, right? Mm-hmm. She takes a line on the paper. I mean, as really good actors do, but mm-hmm. she's one of them where she can do a line reading that is so superb and just, just, you just fall in love with that character because she's so good at it. And uh, that's what you get with Emma Stone. You get that person. I don't think I've seen a bad. Okay. Outside of Aloha. And I don't think Aloha <laughs> was her fault. Well, she's no. been like, great. At everything. I, now, I haven't seen Aloha, but, but I is Aloha bad or is Aloha uh insensitive right right like the you know what i mean it's like sensitive but it's also a mediocre film is it okay like and i legit haven't seen it so i have no idea i just oh, isn't she supposed to be playing an asian she's person? supposed to be playing someone who's yes. ha- like half asian yeah. and so yeah. like in and so it caught a lot of flack yeah. and then it just kind of floundered upon opening because yeah. everybody was just kind of like Ugh. yeah and so i didn't know how much of that was because of gotcha. that and how much of that was because it wasn't it wasn't very I know, good. But I mean, even when she was in Superbad, or like especially with Easy A, right? Like it's she's oh, Easy A is amazing. Everything no, that she does, you're right. I mean, to his point, I don't think I've ever seen Emma Stone be bad. It doesn't matter if she's been in a mediocre film, which a lot of them are not mediocre. But if yeah. she even is like a low high, imagine it's like she's not the problem. So you're right. Um, but she's fantastic. So she finds out the Baroness killed her mother because then she sees that she finds that she has the silver whistle and there's a flashback and she realizes the Baroness had the whistle at the time when the dogs attack hear the whistle finally it's mag it's more magnified this time right right because we see a different perspective exactly so when we see the scene from from uh, the Baroness's point of view she blew the whistle the dogs attacked to kill like she's trained them to do and so the Baroness murdered her adoptive mother Uh, at this point we don't know that she's the Baroness's daughter that's a much later on reveal but so now now it's personal and Cruella is going to start to come out. So, um, you know, she starts to, like you said, she teams up with Artie, who's like, he has like an old, like, I want to say it's like our 
vintage clothes yeah. store equivalent for like fat higher fashion but it's like a vintage shop from let's say the 60s and so now she's going to take these 60s designs and jazz them up and turn them into 70s and, and all mm-hmm. that so she teams up with him and he becomes her accomplice uh because she starts to sabotage what the baroness is doing to get even she wants to ruin her she wants to you know she wants to get the necklace back because it was her mother's like that's her main goal but yeah. also she wants to take down this evil person who killed her her mom um, so, uh, you know, so they plan a heist, uh, at, at the gala, which is the thing that her mother died at. It's like that annual mm-hmm. gala that the Baroness throws and, uh, they, they come up with, uh, you know, she, she, uh, teams up with Jasper and Horace and says, Hey, you know, and, 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 uh, ja- uh, Horace has been trying to get some kind of a heist with her on the inside <laughs> of the department store. We with- have the angle. Right. And so finally <laughs> he's like, what are we going to do? What a lot. And she's just like, I just want this necklace back. And he's like, you know, and he, at this point he's just like, okay, fine. Like at least we're doing something. So they get to play it up and he dresses up as like a, an exterminator. exterminator. And it's so funny with the security guard at the door, like Tom was talking about, he's just like, yeah, no good. Tr- like get out of here. He thinks he just wants to infiltrate the gala or whatever. And he's like, well, these rats are as big as a dog, man. And, and, and he turns around in the little pet. pet what's his Wink. name? Wink. Wink. Okay, Wink. He's got a patch on his Because he has Very one cute. eye. Yeah. So, <laughs> his, yeah. so his name's Wink. And he's dressed up in a rat costume. And it's just, it's so adorable. But the guy's like, oh, my God. And so he's like, I told you. And so he lets him in. And, um, you know, Horace is working on infiltrating to the vault and Jasper's on uh, monitor duty and trying to like cut the feed to the, all the security cameras and to replace it with a blank hallway, you know, the classic heist thing. And uh, anyway, so they, they catch on to what they're doing and they eventually capture uh, Horace and um, you know, there's this, Oh, and meanwhile, the ball is a black and white ball. And so uh, this is where the scene that's in all the trailers and promotional stuff, she hunger games it. I mean, yeah. it's straight out of straight <laughs> yep. out of, uh, you know, what Lenny Kravitz did for Katniss. Um, she shows up and then, you know, she's basically trying to show up the Baroness at every turn. And she does the thing where like flames and then gets the red dress and all this. But what's interesting, what she, I, you know, she's yeah. she, she Mr. Tease it. Tell me in Rocky three. This is Mr. T showing up at the at Rocky's oh. press conferences. <laughs> yeah. He's, he was like, if you ever want a real woman, yeah, a real man, you know, yeah, that's funny. Oh my gosh, it's true. Um, so so, but what I really like about this dynamic, so Emma Thompson is just. I mean, like, I don't want to just. I don't want to sound, you know, just. I don't know. I can't even find the word for something. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is that she is so like de- devilishly like she's evil but she she mm-hmm. eats this roll up but and... it's with a purpose because yeah. because they have her going up against the baroness like you, yeah. you you can even when she's doing really lousy things you're like yeah she's earned it right like, it's that... crazy it's not over the top though like no, this could have been completely cartoony that's... and she like she she straddles this line of being devious but like kind of grounded at the same time that's like I'm, I'm completely yeah. invested in this world and I believe her she's yeah. indulging in the fact that we have this person trying to upstage her at her own event yeah, she sits her down and talks to her yeah. because ultimately, while she's probably going to have her killed in, a, in like in a matter of minutes, she's interesting. I'm you're talented. She's the most yeah. interesting I, person. She has yes. respect for her. Yeah, because no mm-hmm. one, everyone else is below her in her mind. She, yeah, this mm-hmm. person is on her level, and she's cunning and doing evil things. Like, is in trying to. She ruin. has. It's the first time she's had anyone that could really challenge her. Yeah, toe to yeah. toe, toe, yeah. toe with her. Yeah, so that's what I was trying to look for. It's like she's not over the top. She's she's well, so. I, 
I, it's funny because like she's not over the top, but she is. And yeah. but I, I think, I think what you're ha- the where it gets kind of muddied and and it benefits the film is that because it's set against the backdrop of high fashion. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of big personalities in that yes. industry. There's over the lots top of is normal, and there's lots of ludicrous looks that sure. people have. So when she shows up in these over the top outfits, it doesn't feel anachronistic yes. because because that's exactly how people in that industry would yeah. comport themselves. Yeah, good call, good call. So I mean, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson, both of them are phenomenal. And as much I mean the Baroness is a, a character you love to hate. Yeah. She's so fantastic at being cruel and evil and, and, and Cruella is a character you hate to love right because right? you can't love help it, but love to it, love it right <laughs> exactly what a great like yin and yang yeah I mean, they really do complete one another and then we understand why we yes understand because they the are cut yang. from the same cloth right which is kind of a fashion pun and, yeah. uh, <laughs> so i mean so th- they are right and so anyway it's interesting she's like yeah you're interesting i want to talk to you and Cruella's basically like i'm gonna be the the most famous designer and all this and then you know she's finally like, okay arrest this person and arrest all these people and whatever and i can't even remember hijinks ensue what happens how do they get out of that situation i don't know paul Wal- um horace oh, the, the is rats. like dangling the, yeah the rats that was <laughs> paul walter hauser okay we've we've seen him and speaking of i tanya she's yeah i tanya yeah. and he's and, in, and and the the, paul, uh, the atlanta richard, movie richard yeah. jewel jewel there we go and uh he is such a good actor oh he was in um Oh yeah, the five, five bloods. bloods. Yep. My favorite part about Jewel was when he sang "Who Will Save Your Soul." Right? Like, I, who would have guessed that I he know. could have pulled that what a off? Voice. Like I just lost in the character. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, the, he can really escape into a role, a true chameleon. But he's so great, and I thought he was hilarious in this. And awesome. I thought all of their accents. I mean, Joel Fry seems like he's British. I'm I think he, he I believe he is British. But his last name's Fry. That I sounds British. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mind Paul. With the, like I, his was like a kind of like. Ag- that aggressive bloke, you know. Yeah. Um. But like, it's it's Hold fine. On. Like, did did Joel Fry play the same character as Hugh Laurie? <laughs> yeah. In the old movie, Laurie oh, and yeah, Fry. Laurie that's, and Fry. Uh, that's yeah, totally. Fun, like, oh. what are the chances of all the actors <laughs> yeah. in the world in the same property universe or yeah. whatever? Same. Fr- I, I don't know. That's funny. So, um, he's hilarious in this movie. And I was gonna, what I was gonna say is, all their accents I think are really good for the Americans doing British accents. I'm yeah. like, eh. I mean, Emma Stone's was like, it took a little bit to get used to, but yeah. it was consistent. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. thing. If you make an accent that's believable enough, and you never go in and out of it, right. which a lot of American actors, I mean, British cool. people can drop the accent pretty easily. Yeah, American actors trying to do British, you hear the in and out, and sometimes it's. And I don't think it's yeah. because British actors are better at it. I think what it is is that they cast stars, American yeah. stars, and then they try to teach them to talk that way where if the British actor can't do it, they're not a name. True. And so they don't even hire them. True. So like, yeah. you know, like if they, you know, if if they were basing a casting of a role entirely on an on an accent, Kevin Costner would not be Robin right. Hood. But they want Kevin Costner to play Robin Hood. So by the way, get this guy a speech coach and yeah. let's see if we can and get him And just there. don't do the accent, basically, yeah. right? He just doesn't do the accent pretty much in that movie, I think he right? kind of drifts in and out yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So anyway, uh, they, they get out of there, and, and from this point on, it's really just uh, Cruella upstaging the Baroness at every turn. So well, every we time- have to say, you yeah. know, now the MacGuffin is that the necklace that she wanted to be able to uh, to steal was not inside the vault, and it ended up, of course, it was on the Baroness's oh, uh, neck. Yeah, he and was right there. As the hijinks yeah. ensue, 
the one one of the three oh. animations in the Baroness's possession uh, ends up swallowing the necklace. So Good now call. the goal is to steal the dog. So we get, we kind of get the nod to we're going after puppies, but not for the reason what we think we are. That's right. a good call, actually. Yeah. yeah. So she just wants to get the key back. So yeah, uh, and she even says it's going to come out the other end. She's yeah. not go cut the dog open. She's yes. like just wait for it to poop. <laughs> exactly. So Horace ends up kidnapping them all from the the puppy spa or whatever. Uh, That's and they- such a good time. that was a very good play. I'm like I'm like that is a really clever way to be able to kidnap these dogs while at their, at their dog wash. This right? movie yeah. is smart. It really is. So, you know, they, they now Horace and Jasper are dog sitters and you see all the zany stuff that happens with them and they're just tearing up the place, whatever. And they but, give us the a very rare treat, which is a poop joke that's funny and establishes character development. Remind me. Well, because she, because it establishes she doesn't want to kill the dog. Oh, right, right. Like so, it's like it was funny when she's like, it's gonna like basically it's gonna boo. Sure. Like wait for it to come out, but it also yeah. sends the message of like she's she's not looking to kill a dog. Right. She'll yep. just wait for it. So it, like it it, yeah. it 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 does that one line does multiple things, which is quite a lot of heavy lifting for a poop joke. Right. But you're right. It shows her intent, which is not to an- murder these puppies. Um, so, uh, you know, as it goes on, every fashion show the Baroness throws, Corella shows up and Artie's making her these incredible costumes. She's all over the news. She's become kind of like the Batman. You know, she's this like mysterious. The <laughs> yeah. papers are reporting. No one I knows who that. she is. I mean, it's a very like Batman-esque persona yeah. of, you know, she shows up and goes and no one can find These her. elaborate stunts. I mean, you have the one where she uh, locks... Horace and Jasper lock the Baroness inside of her her limo, and she comes out in this military bolero kind of like, you know, regal uh, blazer, and it's got a pants, and there's this dress with this super long train, and it's just appropriately draping the car so you can see the The Baroness peeking out so all the cameras can catch her, and a sash that says old. Old, and then Um, she's the new. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's so clever. I mean, as far as fashion, which I find interesting, like, I don't know a lot about it, but I like to watch documentaries on fashion and how it's evolved and everything, and it's like, this movie captures so much about the fashion world while doing i have no interest in it at all which you can probably tell by how i dress and (laughs) and, uh but uh and so that's why i was really surprised that it it was so interesting that i I enjoyed the movie captivating yeah Yeah. so you see all these great outfits um one so uh eventually that she gets well well she finds out uh the baroness finds out that cruella who she is right yeah, so she's definitely catching on. Yeah. So so she eventually is able to track her down after what isn't the last escapade where she uh, does the golden beads or yeah, whatever. So she essentially, um, you know, Estella is simultaneously planning all of these events to upstage the Baroness and still working in the house to kind of furnish these fashions yeah. for her. And while at the same time trying to develop her own line and what she's going to end up doing. And one of the most clever sense we have is essentially um, we have the scene where Horace sneaks into the fashion house of the Baroness and delivers this like stunning jewels to be beaded on this dress and like this is nice back and forth of like this is something Cruella will never have right Right. it's going to be it's it's super expensive it's lavish and it's a beautiful dress that Estella designs and that the Baroness steals from her to make it the prize piece of her show and it's properly placed to where we can see Estella we can see Horace and that's where the Baroness puts it together Right. That I think that she is Cruella. She lets it plays out. She thinks she has the upper hand by telling them to stash the dress inside of a vault where all the rest of the dresses are only to be released right before her spring show is going to happen. Because they stage a and fake break-in to show people yes, are trying to steal the dresses. That break-in was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> they were trying to wake the guy up. But the brilliant thing of it, the break-in was fake, so she would lock him in the vault with yes. the prize piece, which happens to be has has moths that hatch 
I did not see that coming not, yeah, at all. Not for a second. And we get to see them using that's what I was referring to when like they're bumbling idiots, but they're fake bumbling yeah, idiots, right. right? Like so it's it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's clever. clever. It's very so their whole her whole line for the show is is destroyed by moths and then moths fly out and attack them and then outside they've done like this makeshift Ow. punk rock stage they've erected by this fountain outside of where uh the Baroness's show was and they put on this huge show and and so yeah it's 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 a it's a huge win for Cruella once again she keeps getting the upper hand so anyway they get out of that but meanwhile the Baroness puts it together she has her henchmen uh capture Horace and yeah they get Horace and Jasper and they're carted off by the police I think and then um she kidnaps Cruella or Estella Cruella and Mm -hmm. uh ties her up in her in their little uh yeah she so before she gets taken to the police they said, hey, I'm going to pin your death on these two guys. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, wow, you are so evil. Yes, she's <laughs> just like deliciously evil, right? You just hate her, but she's so good in this role. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they set their, I don't know what their house, but it's not, you know, it's their it's like yeah, a it's like flat. Abandoned, it's like an abandoned flat, flat abandoned, or something. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like squatting in this place for their whole life. But anyway, so they set it on fire, leave Cruella to die, and no, none other than Mark Strong, the big bad guy that you think is just, just evil henchman is actually a nice guy and he captures her and he's like i know the truth look at that necklace that's a key and he opens it up opens up a little safe with the key and it shows her birth certificate and we find out that the baroness is actually Cruella's mother they figure out that's why everything the way is the way that it is and uh so now she has to figure out how to get her revenge she breaks horse and jasper out of jail just yeah, trying to this move- is her her oscar moment though when she oh returns. yeah Fountain, yeah. Um, where her and her mom was supposed to go and have the first moment in London. And it's I've never seen a dramatic scene like this written in any Disney property um, where it's a moment for uh, Emma Stone to just completely turn where she's like, I am no longer Estella. I am yeah. Cruella. And I don't even know, like a part of me wants to be mad, but then not like I kind of understand you're like my other mom but like not really and yeah it was it, but she it, still it, loves it, her yeah. like in the yes, line by her and the line reading the, where she's still like in like toggling back and forth yes. between estella and cruella yeah. like i i mean like how is this a disney movie like like i don't mean <sighs> that like i love disney but like like not that it's inappropriate but just like this is like next level yes yeah, because they're hiring mature. because they're yeah. letting people make real movies and again i love disney too i'm not this saying is craig gillespie too man like right. that's, he's this guy's got a track record right so it's like they're letting people make movies and they have disney characters and a disney stamp on them but yeah. this is a movie that the studio clearly did not interfere with the artistic image right or vision of it and and it's a it's a pretty bold move for disney it is and to, look at yeah. it and i think yeah. it'll pay off if people give this a they, chance but they marveled it right yeah like they they were yeah. they they like they found a simple you know they were like oh what well, what if we did devil wears prada but like you know what i mean like exactly it's, what they, they did they they marveled it yep. and and i mean that in the best possible and, way right so anyway so this is where you know to get to the end so uh they try to come up with uh, a, a plan that the audience is really hidden from what's going to happen. You're like, what the hell is she going to do? Right. Yeah. And so anyway, she breaks horse and Jasper out of jail. It's a cool scene. And, and uh, they end up going to the Baroness and it, is it, I guess it's her. This is the actual gala. The other one was a black and white ball. This is like the gala yeah. where her mom died. I'm sorry about earlier. Um, and so she confronts her and she's basically like, you know, tells her she knows that, that the Baroness is her mother. And she starts to be like, Oh, that's the only explanation. No wonder you're so brilliant, you know? And the total villain fake out type of thing. Like, oh, come here and give me a hug right next mm-hmm. to the cliff where the mother was killed, of course. And she pushes her off. 
But now uh, Horace and Jasper and everyone have told, said that the Baroness wants them yeah. outside. So it her was all whole... coordinated by Estella. She wanted yeah. to. She enters the party as Cruella. She's found this way to deviously um, send every guest on the guest list for yeah. this gala um, a Cruella original that's completely caught off guard oh, by the yeah. Baroness. She's overwhelmed and shocked because, like, one to her to her thoughts. Cruella's dead. Cruella's right? dead, and everyone shows up <laughs> looking like Cruella. And she forces. This is a running yes. thing throughout the whole movie. The Baroness toasts to herself and only herself, and she is forced to toast Cruella, her arch nemesis, who she's had killed. And you can just tell that it kills her, and she has to yes. do it in front of her whole audience who looks like Cruella. It's amazing. But So they're all outside. They witness this. We find out later in a flashback that she invented a parachute in her costume and was able to get back uh, to the party and all that stuff. You know, it's I don't know how in time that takes a little. That definitely takes some suspension. Of I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know how all that happened that quickly because it was up on a hill and she's down in the water. Okay, whatever. It's a good movie. So, yeah. You know. But uh, anyway, so everyone's witnessed this. Uh, she shows up as Cruella because mm-hmm. this is so like she like what like metaphorically and literally like they've witnessed uh, Estella, Estella die. Yeah. So it's really clever in that regard. So now on paper, Estella is dead and now Cruella is her own person. And we're also left with that, you know, now Cruella, what are they going to do with this? Yes. Character? Essentially Estella as the rightful heir to the, um, Hellman's, you know, wealth and, and, and everything that comes with it because, yeah. you know, you know, through the flashback, we recognize that, you know, the Baroness was still the same, you know, bitch that she's always been and like completely did not want this child. Um, and her husband died of like a broken heart, like all Disney. And he left you know, everything dads, yeah. to Estella, but the Baroness exactly. locked that away. So now she gets her, her castle, her huge mansion, all her money. Bequeathed her, to, her, her, to Cruella. Right. So, um, so we don't know where the character is going to go. Now, what I really like that we just glossed over is some of the Easter eggs and, and homages. So oh, yeah. her school friend, Anita, uh, uh, Baroness's lawyer who she fires, Roger. Roger. So of course, I didn't put that together till the end you of did, the when movie. When I saw bro. Anita, I'm like, oh, that's a nice nod. Yeah. Well, Anita's the main <laughs> right. character. Yeah, and I didn't know yeah. that. So, yeah. Yeah. so I go, that's a nice nod. No, that's the character right. from yes. the movie. Because in 101 Dalmatians, Anita and Roger fall in love over their Dalmatian puppies. Right. But we find out that uh, the Baroness's dogs, while the other people, while our characters had them, made it or whatever. And you know what I mean? Sometime during that period, one got pregnant, they had puppies, and Cruella sends a puppy to Anita, her friend, and mm-hmm. to Roger, the lawyer. And so that's how they're going to meet. It's a really cute way to set up yeah. the story that we know. And again, I don't think Cruella is going to play out the same way. And it will be interesting to see how they do it because this movie is phenomenal. And if they didn't make a sequel, it would be a travesty. Like this yeah. deserves. I think this, this movie, and it's funny that Tom said they marvelized it, right? I don't know what's going to happen next, but I honestly wouldn't be mad if this was the springboard to essentially another interconnected universe, right? Um, so a couple of things. One, I think it's really forward casting that found we got a black Anita and we got a brown Roger, mm-hmm. right? Great. Because I didn't, it was, there was, I, I think that's part of why it, the head fake worked is because yeah. you, you, you were, you, we were using our own cultural biases yeah. to go, well, that can't be those characters. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're not the right yeah. race, and when it's right. like, exactly. why not? They're cart- they were cartoon characters. I thought that's it was just an yeah. homage, right, right. but yes. what it ended up being is an actual setup, which I thought was pretty brilliant. And man, when you see, you know, they get the puppies, and then Roger starts writing the song. That's the song. From right, right. I knew that much. Yeah, yeah you've seen well, singalongs the, and stuff yeah. like that. So when he starts well, singing that, I'm like, what a great tag on the end of this movie. Now, he I has think- no reason to write that song. Yeah, because like he has, he's had very little interaction with Cruella, yeah. right? And yeah. essentially, the song is about how. 
dashly this woman is, and he barely knows her. He yeah. just got a dog for well, her. Well, here's, <laughs> here's a, I, I think, a good setup for, for a sequel, which is the animated cartoon that we know and love. He's behind the creation of it, and she's mad about it <laughs> because it made her look yeah. like a piece of shit. Take okay. that storyline okay. and, and then now whole movie and make it a story. Right. And she can have other revenge. Now, I like it. Now you keep that movie yeah. alive. Uh, and, but, but then she's like, but that's not who I am, and that's not what really happened. Well, I mean, if you don't know, in the live-action Glenn Close version, Roger's a video game designer instead of a music composer <laughs> yeah. and makes a video game where Cruella is the villain. Really? So you <laughs> just took the same concept and just made the actual funny. like meta movie right. as something Ro- Roger makes, and well, she's yeah. mad at him. So uh, I, it is. Right. Yeah, Did so. you catch Anita's last name in the film? No, what is it? Darling. Oh, what right. Right, because I'm like, character? oh, a Peter Pan. Uh, yes. So, homage, like, yeah. I mean, I, 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 if they want to, if this could kind of like segue into like a simultaneous kind of like Peter Pan thing, like maybe like She's a Anita is the distant cousin right. of Wendy and yeah. the rest of the Darling Different time kids. period. But, uh, you know, that's like 1800s, I think. But, I mean, but she yeah, could be a but relative, like, can, yeah. I, you know, I, I just there's mean so she... many different retellings of that story. Yeah. I have no problem in letting it take place as this goes on. I mean, and because of how successful this villain origin story is that I couldn't care for at all, yo, give me Hook. If you yeah. want to give me Cruella ended up hooking up with Captain Hook before he was <laughs> Captain Hook and before he went to Neverland, I'll take it. How that's great cool. would it be to get a version of Hook that's not awful? Well, I have one, actually. You may not okay, have seen I mean, it. I you have gotta a, understand. I love yeah, Dustin yeah, Hoffman's I mean, Hook. I, I love, love Hook, it. too. Yeah. Hook's brilliant. So. But uh, but anyway, yeah, this movie was absolutely uh, amazing. I, I flabbergasted by how much yeah, I enjoyed I, this movie. I'm, so. I, when I reviewed it, I'm pretty sure I gave it an A. I'm like, yeah. this movie is phenomenal. And that's why it hurts me so yeah. bad to see people like just making fun of it and never giving it a chance. Because it's like, you know, if, if people did this about your snobby art house movies, because yeah. these are the same people, oh, an origin story, and oh, she's killed by Dalmatians whatever these are the same people that I'm not saying all of them but some right. of them can get a little pretentious totally. and if, and if a, a plebe did that about one of their art house movies yeah. love, they would say oh well you just don't watch enough good movies oh all you watch is Transformers so you know it goes both ways yeah. like, you if, can make good big budget crowd pleasing yeah. movies too it doesn't I, have to be people, either or people made up their minds about this and it sucks like I mean I know Rotten yeah. Tomatoes is far from perfect but I will say whoever writes those critic consensus for you know for this site is pretty great the critics consensus on this Cruella can't quite answer the question of why its title character needed an origin story. My con- my combat, why is that a question for a critic at all? Why yeah. a story is necessary? It's a story. No stories are necessary. Yeah, I, I've been a long time proponent. I'm sure I've mentioned on the show a lot of times. I hate, I well, yeah, I should backtrack. So, the pass-fail nature yes, of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, 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 and I am of belief, though, that when people go, but why? Why do we need this? I don't know. Why do we need any story? Yeah. It's a story. Yes. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it, but people are out there telling stories, and if it's good, you can be surprised, and go, that's great. If it's bad, never think about it again, but I yes. hate when people go, that was unnecessary or whatever you know that didn't yeah. need to happen it's like who are you to say it, it, it's a story it's you know totally it, and uh it's, in this case it can be really good so i say give things a chance and absolutely this is great but yeah it was a lot it was a great movie so so anyway i guess uh that's it for this one let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them this is kevin you can follow me on twitter at kevin r bracket and colby where can everybody find you and your wares yeah, you can find your boy. I'm on all the socials at Colby told me that's K O L B Y T O L D me. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and clubhouse. So when they ask you where you heard it from, you can tell them Colby told me. Awesome. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash real spoilers. 
While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, don't forget our Patreon. So uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, Miranda sacrifices Nigel to keep her job. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.